0: Welcome to Globe Nation with your host, Jason Everett.
1: Welcome to today's episode of Globe Nation. Today we'll be joined by Susan Crandall, agency owner in South Carolina. Stay tuned and listen to how she went from stay-at-home mom to over six figures a year. Well, Susan, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I, uh, I tell you, Susan, as, as somebody that's an agency owner in the company, watching you come in and, and really take your agency in South Carolina by storm has been an amazing thing to watch from afar. So thank you for joining us today. Absolutely, it's a pleasure. So let's uh, let's talk about your past. You started with the company back in 2013, always been in South Carolina, is that where you were raised?
0: I was actually raised in Columbus, Ohio, and I've been in South Carolina now
1: 17 years. 17 years, that's great. Uh, you know, my brother-in-law actually is a graduate of the Citadel, and okay. uh, so I love South Carolina. I've often said that one day I, th- I could see myself retiring in South Carolina, yeah, yeah. and uh, we actually have a trip planned in September. We're going to be uh, going up and, and spending uh, about a week up in South Carolina, so awesome. we're excited about awesome. that. But uh, first, I, I want to just kind of start, Susan, with tell us a little bit about your life. Where, where were you raised? Were you raised in a rich family? What What did life look like for you?
0: Okay, um, well, I, like I said, I was in Columbus, Ohio and, um, my, my, both of my parents actually had entrepreneur spirits. My dad owned a pet store, which was really cool growing up. Uh, For 25 years, I always thought it was just super cool. I could go in and get the animals out of the cages and nobody else could. And so I I really used those bragging rights at school, Um, that my dad was the owner of the pet store in town. Um, And, you know, he he made a great living for us, but he worked really hard. I watched him work a lot of nine to nines. My mom stayed home with us. She babysat some kids, but I had just A lot of love in our family. Um, my parents did end up getting divorced when I was in sixth grade. So, um, you know, we had that, that hardship of going through, you know, my family being broke up. Um, but yeah, so I got married very young, um, at 18. So I feel like that's part of my childhood (laughs) because I got married when I was 18 and, um, yeah, so it, it was, I had a good, good childhood. Um, but my mom, my mom has always been such an encourager She really built me up, and I've always had a lot of confidence because of her, so I'm super grateful for that, and I know that confidence is such an important thing in what we do, and I thank her for that all the time.
1: So for those of you that are listening today, I want you to know that uh, at the end of uh, today's podcast, Susan's going to share with us some tips on what she believes it takes to be successful in this business, or actually, I would say even in life, and so I know you'll want to stay tuned for that. So let's back up for just a second. Uh, 2013, Mm -hmm. stay-at-home mom. Uh, how in the world did you go from stay at home mom to insurance business?
0: Well, um, through some hardships in my own life, um, I was married for 10 years. I I stayed home with my kids during that time, got married at 18, went through a a very sad, hard divorce, um, at 30, my husband left and I had to figure out what I was going to do. I had these three beautiful kids. I inherited his, and then, um, my, our two kids together and I was in a place in my life that I was searching. I was in a place of, what do I do now? And my resume looked like a back of a piece of paper. It was very blank. And people really weren't that impressed that I was a good mom for some reason. It doesn't pay very well. Uh, So I was in a place where I was looking for work. Uh, I ended up getting a job making $13 an hour, which is very difficult to raise three kids on I don't know if you've ever tried to do that before, but it's not not very fun. Um, and so I had to get other jobs. I had to work in the evening as a waitress, which left me leaving my kids at home. And the uh, the weekend, you know, I would pick up a cleaning job. You know, everything that was moral, legal, ethical to be able to provide for my kids, and it still wasn't enough. So I got to the place where I just really was crying out to God. Saying, "What is my purpose?" There's more to to life than this, and I know that you've created me for greatness. Mm. And wh- where's that path? What? What? Where? Where do I go? Tell me what to do, and I will do it. And I really had a heart of just seeking. And long story short, I um, I came in for an interview at Liberty National, actually to to make calls as a caller. Um, you know, just working very very part time. Uh, maybe one or two days a week, a few hours here and there, while I was gonna build my real estate business. I got my real estate license. I figured that might be a good way to go. And um, I really just wasn't even trying to pursue insurance. It kind of found me. And when I came into the office, I fell in love with the, the the opportunity and just the fact that we were really able to help people. But the most important thing for me was that I could work normal hours. I could work daytime hours and be home with my kids in the evenings and weekends. Because that was a priority of mine, mm. and I was able to have that here.
1: You know, that's one of the things I, I think is always remarkable when I hire single moms. Is uh, you know you you uh, want to hire somebody that has a passion and a desire and a fire. You find you know somebody that not only wants to change their life, but they also want to change the lives of their kids. And I say this all the time: it's one thing to look at your kids and tell them no because kids need to be told no. It's another thing to actually have kids and have to tell them no because we can't afford it. And when you're making $13 an hour, I'm sure there were times that it broke your heart to say no.
0: Oh, so much. Um, I I will try my best not to to cry during this time, but um, one of the hardest times for me was my daughter wanted to go to a football game at her middle school. She was in eighth grade. You know, you always want to go to the football game in eighth grade and it was $10 Mm. for her to go to the game. And I didn't have it. And I had to tell her that I didn't have the money. And, like, that just it broke my heart because she, she really wanted to go. And, like, at first, when I first came here to Liberty National, I was like, I just want to get out of the dollar. I don't want my kids to have to pick from the dollar menu at McDonald's. I just want to go across the street to Chick-fil-A and let them get whatever they want. If they want a milkshake, they can get them. There was just no, no milkshakes mm-hmm. involved. I told my kids that they should probably get two food items because we have drinks at the house. Like, that's where we were. And I was like, I just want to be able to be, I not only they get whatever they want at Chick-fil-A, but I want to pay for their friends too. Like, that's, I was, that's, where I just wanted to get from there to there. Little did I know how far this company was going to take me, but that's where I was just trying to get out of that place of the struggle to be able to have enough. Like, that's where I was when I first started.
1: You know, Susan, I always say that there are two types of people that are listening to our podcast. One is uh, we have folks that that really are are watching from afar and they want to validate the opportunity before they really jump in with both feet. And then the other is that we have uh, folks that are struggling mentally. And, you know, I've I've gone through times of doubt and fear and uncertainty, and I'm sure you have too. Yeah. And uh, I, I just want to help people get up and, and, and go to work tomorrow or come back next week and mm-hmm. keep fighting because truly it's worth it. Yes. You know when. Uh, so let's back up now to 2013. Okay. You, yeah. You've walked in the office. You are going to be a caller. <laughs> How did it go from caller to uh, I guess your first promotion was probably supervising agent? Mm-hmm. All right, so walk us through that.
0: So, um, I actually had the unfair advantage of sitting back and watching the agency. I got to see the people. I got to see this gentleman in our office make $3,000 in a week. And I was like, wait, you have an extra zero on the end of your, your paycheck than I have, you know, I made three or $400 and he had a zero in the end, you know, seeing people getting awards. And I was like, wow, this culture is, is great. So, um, but one thing about me is that I'm a very passion-driven person, and I, I, I live with a lot of conviction. And if I don't really believe in something, um, then it's hard for me to be all in. So belief and what we offered had to be there. So I started learning about what we were offering, and I was like, this I can get behind. This is something that's really helping people. But the other thing about me is I'm a very fun person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so um, I have to have fun. I want to enjoy my life. I tell people this all the time. You have one life to live. Mm. Enjoy it. Don't go to a place every single day and trade eight, nine hours a day for something you don't love to do. You know, and I loved my job working for a photographer at one point, but it it didn't pay my bills and I didn't love that. And I have to have it all. I need time and money and have fun and enjoy everything. So there was a time in my life I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to have all this wrapped up in one career. And you know, whenever I'm talking to people about this opportunity, you know, I talk to them, I'm like, What is it worth? Are you willing to face fear? Are you willing to to, to be out of your comfort zone to not go back to the life that you don't Mm -hmm. love? Like you only get one shot at this thing. Mm -hmm. So why don't you do the work that's necessary for you to love your life? And I knew that with this company, I could get behind all of those things were there. I just knew it took a, it's gonna take some work.
1: You know, I often uh, have a, a cliche essay and that is life is like a coin. You get to spend it one time in one way and then you never get to spend that coin again and so that's so true you know the other day i was driving to work and it was a foggy monday morning and i rounded the corner and and i almost hit a trash truck and uh i i thankfully uh stopped before i did and there was a gentleman that was putting a, a trash can on the back of this trash truck and as I, as i sat there in my vehicle and i watched him I thought, you know what, my heart hurt, because why is that not me? Why am I getting to drive this new car, going to this office, getting to enjoy my day, going to lunch with people that I love, and he's out here. Now, I'm not saying anything bad about a a trash truck driver, because they're working, and that's more (laughs) than a lot of people in the world can say right now. But just for a brief moment, it, Mm -hmm. it hit me that, wow, what life could look like if I was making $15 an hour loading Mm -hmm. that and especially raising seven boys like (laughs) I am, that would, I'm not sure we could do the dollar menu, but so you got promoted to to supervising it. How long Mm -hmm. were you with the company when you got that promotion?
0: Well, um, I actually was with the company for an entire year. Um, I have a little bit of a different story. Um, I. Being a single mom of three kids and coming in and learning this opportunity, you know, for me, I wanted to master the agent role that, that again, I'm an agency owner. We promote people a lot faster than that in my office, but for me and where I was and what needed to happen in me, I needed to be developed. Mm. You know, I, I didn't have the work ethic that some people, which you actually, what you have to have here to be successful. And I just really wanted to be dedicated to learning this skill set and mastering it. I wanted to be really, really good at it. So I chose to stay in the place of agent um, for, a, for a little while. Uh, then I did become an agency, you know, a supervising agent. I went for a supervising agent for a very short time. Mm. So I went from because I was ready to be a director because I had really taken the skills um, that were in the tools that were given to me. And got really good at it, and then I realized pretty quickly how much I enjoyed not only my life not being transformed. You know, I made one hundred eight thousand dollars my first year. Wow, one hundred eight thousand. The year before, I made thirty thousand, and my mom had to help me put book bags on my kids at, for school because I couldn't afford back to school clothes. The next year, I'm swimming with dolphins with my daughter. Uh, we went on a cruise together. That was a really big deal for us, and I'm swimming with my with dolphins, but. What really, really hit me was that now I'm helping another woman, another single mom, swim with dolphins with her kid. Mm. And I'm going to tell you, I, I still see, I, I have the picture still today that she sent me on my phone of her swimming with a dolphin with her kid. And I bawled my eyes out. And I'm like, I enjoyed swimming with dolphins with my kid. But to watch her do that, and that I had a hand in that, I realized now I'm starting to get hooked on changing people's lives. Mm. So that's what really started driving me because that I, that's what I realized is my true passion. My true passion, you know, what we are offering people is necessary. What we give them is so important. My kid's dad passed away a few years ago with no life insurance and my own kids had to set up a GoFundMe account. Mm. I mean, and I'm in the life insurance business, so like I know how important what we do is. But I also knew that God has created me to be a leader and in any of these other places I was, I always felt, like, so unsatisfied. I was filling ketchup bottles up when my kids were fighting at the house because they're trying to fight over the, something that's in the kitchen that, you know, we should, have a, we should have more of. And they're fighting over the last one. And yeah. it broke my heart. And I'm like, this is not what I'm created for. So I always felt like, Jason, that I was a, a race car driver driving a 1997 Cavalier. Mm. So I don't care how great of a race car driver you are. I don't care if you, you, know, you win the Daytona 500. If you don't have the right vehicle, you're not going to win. I don't care how skilled you are. And that's where I was at. I was like, God, where's my vehicle? Where's the vehicle? And when I came here, I, 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 I saw that I could drive this thing. And I was like, wait a second. This is actually going to help me to really truly, truly live out my calling because I want to reach people. I want to impact people. Selling life insurance, offering benefits to people, great. But I want to change people's lives in a much bigger way. And I was able to do that in the management position here.
1: Yeah, you know, that's one of the things I always say is the only thing I ever wanted to do was just simply help people change their lives. That's that was That was what I wanted an opportunity to do. And so when I started with this company and it gave me an opportunity to change people's lives, mm-hmm. then I'm like, this is what I've always wanted to do. I Mm. wanted, you know, it was never about money to me. I just always wanted a chance to change other people's lives. And so this has given me an opportunity to make great money, but also to help people along the way. And, you know, you say some things that are important. It's, it's amazing to help a family when they've lost a loved one. It's amazing to see what we're able to do with people that, you know, have been unfortunately stricken with cancer and to see what you know that yeah. immediate infusion of money does to help them mm-hmm. but it's a whole new level to see somebody that's coming in like yourself that's a single mom and see them just completely change their lives but it doesn't stop there it's a generational change yes and susan in just a minute i want you to talk about what's taking place next weekend <laughs> uh with your daughter's wedding and and how you're uh, funding that uh, but if you just join us, we are joined today with Susan Crandall. She's agency owner in South Carolina. Now, where are your offices located there?
0: Uh, I have an office in Greenville and an office in Columbia.
1: All right. Mm-hmm. So all uh, all over the Palmetto State. Yes. See. Yes, are you South impressed? Carolina. I love South that Carolina. That I said Palmetto yeah, State. Yeah, I was. That was good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about that. So next weekend, your daughter's wedding's coming yes. up.
0: Yes. Yes. And baby.
1: so here you are. Uh, you know. Ten years ago.
0: He's trying uh, to make me cry. This is, here we go. <laughs> here we
1: go. I'm going to hold him back. This Ten is... years ago, you were a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and really, eight years ago, mm-hmm. uh, nine years ago. And now here you are paying for your daughter's wedding because your your, your daughter's dad has is, is passed away. And before yeah. I really go into that, I just want to say it's, it's amazing to hear that uh, when you went through the divorce, that you continued to be the mom that you promised to be to the to his child, and so that's remarkable. But now, let's talk about this wedding.
0: <laughs> so, next weekend, my daughter's getting married. She's gonna be 23 now, um, in June, and she's, um, she has the most beautiful love story, uh, marrying a guy that she's been dating for the last four years. And I could not, if I could have handpicked, by myself, the perfect man for my daughter, I would have picked this gentleman Wow! and he's so great. He's so, he, he loves the Lord and he is such a incredible leader to her already. And I just know that I'm inheriting another son and, um, yeah, it's going to be a big wedding, 250 people, 250 guests, 24 people in their wedding party. It's going to be in Bluffton, South Carolina. And, um, yeah, I had I, I've shed a few tears this week. Now
1: think about this. So eight years ago, if your daughter would have come to you and said, "Mom, you're going to have to pay for my wedding," you would have said, "Okay, let's go to the courthouse."
0: Oh, oh,
1: right, right, yeah. Or let's see if you know we can use the church and we'll have a few people go up there on a Friday night. That's and, right. And now you're you're having a, a whole shindig, oh, so it's, to speak. It's a big one,
0: yeah. Now
1: you you say this guy's nice. Now I, I want to <laughs> pause for just a second and tell you that my. My sister-in-law actually teaches at Clemson, Okay. and of course, our number two agent in the entire company, his name is Corey Holsey, he played for Clemson, and my understanding that this gentleman also plays for Clemson, is that yes, right? Yes, that's right, yes. So, I think we probably could have got a better, maybe potential husband for her at the University of Arkansas, so this would <laughs> be a close second. Uh, but I, I guess Dabo is still pouring into kids' lives there and changed them. So. You're, you're going to uh, pay for this wedding. Mm-hmm. and you're gonna It's actually have,
0: paid for. It's
1: paid for. It's paid for, yeah. So before the wedding even occurs, think about that. Mm-hmm. How many people have a wedding and they pay on it for years and years and years and years yeah. to come? And you're able to go to this wedding and actually sit down and soak it all in, not even worrying about going to have to pay for that. You're not having to say, no, we can't have a photographer. No, you can't get that dress. No, you can't. Do-. That is what every mom and every dad wants an opportunity to do now I'll say this the great thing about having seven sons is I only have seven rehearsal dinners to pay for so I'm getting out pretty lucky on that but uh, of course uh, my wife always says don't say that because you'll have one that you'll have to pay for and you're going to eat your words on so that's probably true but let's let's talk about uh, so you you moved into the agency director role Mm -hmm. and then you transitioned to agency owner was that a big transition or was that an easy transition for you
0: you know, um, I, I got promoted um, within my agency, so it was a little different for me. Um, I took over our agency, so I had a foundation um, in our agency already, and we did go through some hardships, so I had to rebuild some new culture. And so there was a little bit of, of time for our, you know, I, you guys, I, I never led adults, in my life. Okay. Before I came here, <laughs> leading adults and, you know, sending your kids to the room for not doing their homework is a little different. So, you know, I'm still in a place where I'm growing. I'm becoming, I'm different every single year. So four years ago when I took over the agency, I was, I was a different person four years ago than who I am today. So of course there was that transition, but you know, I have incredible people around me. I've got a great leadership in within my agency that we've kind of been able to grow together in this, so to me, I feel very fortunate um, for you know to have a, you know to have had a foundation and um, been able to grow up from there.
1: Well, that's great. So now, how long have you been agency owner? It's been four years. Four years. April, th- actually, this month. Yeah, this month. Years. And uh, I understand that you're about to go to the Bahamas here in just a few weeks, and you're going to receive an award. What is I that am. award for? I
0: am. So our agency won our category. Uh, so. You know, I'm, this is the first award that I've, I've, this is the first time I'm going to be on stage at convention. I haven't missed a convention yet, thankfully. I've gone all over the the country, um, different, you know, not only only the country, but different places of the world with Liberty National, which... Before I was going to Myrtle Beach for the weekend when I got my tax return. So that alone has Don't been amazing. Make fun of Myrtle Beach. I love Myrtle Beach. <laughs> okay, well, we call it Dirty, dirty Myrtle in, the, okay. in South Carolina. Right. So, um, you know, I wanted to go where the really light blue water is, like right here. We're in Jamaica. We're in Jamaica, right Jamaica now. shooting this. Yeah, us. yeah. So we're in Jamaica right now, and this is the water I was hoping to come see. So, you know, um, to be able to even take my kids, which I'm really looking forward to in June, you know, for them to be able to see, where we have come from Mm. and where we have gone because they have been my inspiration. They are the reason why I was willing to get up every single day when I didn't feel like it. Mm. You know, I've lost um, my ex-husband, I lost my dad, my boyfriend passed away while I was an agency owner. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, when I was an agency director. There there was a lot of hardships. One thing I, I say often is that what we do is not hard. What the benefits that we offer, people need. They want them. What's hard is life. Mm. Life can be tough. And that's where you have to have your reason why. Your why and your vision has to be bigger than your feelings. Your why and your vision has to be bigger than your feelings. Your feelings cannot dictate what you decide to do with your day. Because feelings come and go like the wind, especially if you're a woman, and so they change, you know, on a regular. But whenever I had my children in front of me, and I, you know I have that, screen, that screenshot on my phone, and I looked at that, that made me get up when I didn't feel like it, because you have to get over yourself. You have to wrap all your issues up, put them in a little box on your front porch and leave them there, mm. because they're still going to be there when you get home but I'm not gonna let those things stop me from having my day because those things will be, they're gonna go away at some point they're, or they're gonna stay at, if they have to stay because we can't control certain things. But one thing I can control is what I do with my day. And I was just determined that nothing, not any of the things that come along in life were gonna take me off this path that I was gonna be able to provide for my family like for this next weekend. And I'm just so grateful that God has empowered me because he is truly our strength and our weakness. And that is one thing that I've learned in this journey is that if you just show up and you put your feet on the floor and you're willing to go and you lay some things aside, he will empower you to do things that you've never thought you were able to do. And he'll take you places that you never thought
1: you could go with God. All things are possible, right? You know, uh you you talked about compartmentalizing your life and I think that's very difficult for some people to do and it's something I've talked about on this podcast. But I think what you really have to do is you have to let your work problems stay at work and your home problems stay at home. And it's not fair for your kids to have to put up with your work problems. It's not fair for the person you're training and mentoring to have to listen to your to your family problems. Exactly. And so I always say this that You need to be friendly with those that you're training, mentoring, but you don't need to be too familiar. They don't need to know every little Mm -hmm. detail of what's going right and wrong in your life. And you don't need to know that about theirs because you're going to carry that baggage home.
0: I, 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 I I wish I could remember the the book. I want to say it was, um, I'll I'll come back with it. okay? Okay. I'll come back with it. But I learned a principle that was so powerful and I want to say it's, um, uh, to think like a millionaire or something like that, something about being a millionaire because <laughs> I was Dad, trying Dad, my, Dad, maybe, it, maybe. Okay. but it was, it was before you step into any new situation, whether you're leaving your home, you know, in the morning when the kids are acting crazy and you have to go into the field or you're in the field and you're going back into your home, right? You're, you're transitioning from one place to another and it can be going from into one business and coming out and someone was rude Mm. and then going into the next business, right? When you are making these transitions, anytime you go through a doorway, who who do you need to show up as for that person? Your kids don't need to be worried about if you had mean people to you at work. They need you to be mom. They need you to be dad. They need you to be pouring into them. Like, what does your agents need from you? Do they need to hear that your kids had a bad morning? No, they need you to encourage them.
1: So their kids had a bad morning too. The, yeah,
0: right. So, so I, I, I started these, this principle of, and it really, it was really, I'll, I'll tell you exactly the first time I put it in action. So I was on a phone call with one of my directors and I really didn't like how that conversation went. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling my best. The feelings were not in the positive. Okay. Yeah. we will say it like that. So I got off the phone and I would just had listened to this book and this principle. And I looked over at my daughter and she was showing me her new little house that she was living in with her friend. And she was so excited that I was there. And she waved to me in the front door. And I still had the feelings of anger through my last conversation. And I I said, "Mackenzie does not care about my bad conversation on the phone. She needs me to show up and be excited to see her house and go in. And I closed my eyes and I pictured me going into her, her house and hugging her neck and telling her I loved her and telling her I was excited to see her house because that's who she needed me to be. Mm. She did not need me to bring in what I, that conversation that I just had in the car. She needed me to be mom that was excited to see her, to love on her, to see her house And that day, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this with every single person. You know, I don't always feel like going into the office, but when I go there, I know that they're needing something from me, and I'm going to show up no matter what my feelings are or whatever I had going on the night before. That's right.
1: Yeah, so important. So uh, let's uh, talk about who has really wrapped their arms around you and got you to this place in your career.
0: So I've had different different people, you know, some people in the office and then people outside the office, you know, I, Roger Rich is the person that sold the dream to me, you know, so I'm super, super thankful for him. He's an old OG. Yeah. He was on the (laughs)
1: podcast, I believe four weeks ago. Oh, Okay.
0: Yes. Great guy. Um, Really showed me the vision of the company. So I'm super grateful for him. Scott Smith was a, um, my, my AD and he was just such a source of encouragement and just made me believe in myself when I didn't even know what I had in me. You know, he looked at me, he was like, you can make $100,000 your first year. And I'm like, I am a, a stay at home with my kids. I love like, me
1: some Scott Smith. He's he, amazing.
0: Guy. Yeah, he was like, you, are, you can do this. Like, you have everything that it takes to be successful, Susan. Just, you have to just put your head down, get to work. And he just really helped me keep that, that focus.
1: All right, what about, uh, you know, parents or your children? I mm. assume they pushed you as well. Yeah,
0: definitely. My dad has always been my biggest fan. Um, I lost him in 2015, but I know oh, he would be so proud of me
1: right now. Yeah. And, um, he is proud of you. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know, of course my kids, you know, you know, my, my daughter came to our Christmas party, which was really nice this year at our office. And she sat back and she's like, wow, mom, look, just look around, look what you mm. did. Look what you've done, you know, and once in a while, let us do that. My son is super proud of me and it's just really cool because I'm proud of them and watching them become young adults, but they're looking at me and they're like, look how far we've come. Look how far you've come, mom. Like, and so it's just so, um, it's full circle and it's, we just are celebrating a lot of life right now. It's really, really beautiful.
1: That's awesome. So with a minute to go, I'm a new agent. I'm struggling. I'm thinking about getting in the business Uh, so on and so forth. What are two things that you believe that everybody must know or must do?
0: New agent, just getting started or considering the career. There is going to be this little thing because it's little, that's going to pop up and it's fear. The what ifs. What if I, what if I don't? What if, what if this doesn't work out? What What if if I no? what if they say all the what ifs, right? All the feelings of, coming out of your comfort zone. It's called uncomfortable. Be willing to get uncomfortable. It doesn't last long. It doesn't last long. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. And you really just have to do it afraid for just a little while. And then you're going to see, wait, that wasn't so scary after all. That's the first thing.
1: Write that down. Everything I want is on the other side of fear. I love that, Susan. What else?
0: The other thing is mindset. So something we say in our office all the time is get your head right, get your heart right get your head right, get your heart right, your energy, your expectation. I believe I'm sitting here right now at this, in Jamaica as an agency owner of South Carolina because I have lived my life living with this attitude of believing that I'm created for greatness and that I have this expectation that doors are gonna open and that I'm gonna be used by God however he sees fit. And I just get up every day that great things are going to happen. That's my expectation.
1: Yeah. You know, I have a saying, and that is uh, that we get up every day, we get dressed, and we go to work. Doesn't matter if it was a good day, a bad day, whatever. That's the key. That's the key to success is to get up every day and fight. And when you're a single mom and or you're a dad that's really trying to change lives or you're, you're thinking about your future, get up and fight. Don't lay down. You know, I, I think of, uh, you know, where you were eight, nine years ago, Susan, and 30 grand having to say no to McDonald's. And and today, here you are with a multi-six-figure income changing lives. And, you know, it reminds me of a quote I once heard, and that was... Your legacy ends when your name quits being said. And Susan, you're changing a lot of people's lives and I know for generations to come there'll be people that will look back on you and say thank God that she gave me a chance to change my family. Susan, I hope you have a great time next week at the wedding. Your daughter's name again?
0: Mackenzie. Wilburn. Mackenzie,
1: enjoy your wedding. Aww. And uh, enjoy your mom being there with a smile and the tears going down her face. <laughs> and if you're driving out there in the car today, whether you're an agent, Uh, at at Globe Life Liberty National Division or you're somebody just really struggling with life right now, let this story push you to keep on going and keep getting up and facing your fears because everything you want is just on the other side of fear. God bless, have a great day and thank you for joining us today, Susan, on Globe Nation.
0: Globe Nation with host Jason Everett is a weekly podcast that focuses on motivation and skills to help you build a career in the insurance business. Turn on your
1: notifications and join us each Friday as we dive into Globe Nation.